Duke's mail. Do you get it? Because only the ones that get it really get it. Your friends get it. Your mom gets it. Your grandma gets it. Your neighbors get it. Sometimes a dog gets it. Get out of there. What else? Uh, your potato salads get it. BLTs get it. Tailgates get it. And restaurants get it, too. By now, even you probably get it. So get it today. Made without any sugar since 1917, Duke's is that little southern something that makes good things better. Get Duke's. It's got twang. This episode and every episode of the Beer Guys Radio Show is brought to you by Ironmonger Brewing. Visit Ironmonger at their taproom in Marietta, Georgia, or online at ironmongerbrewing.com. Open up a tab, grab a seat, and pour a pint. It's time for the Beer Guys Radio Show. You want free beer? Go to the brewery. Dedicated to the art, science, and enjoyment of craft beer. Yeah, what's wrong with the beer we got? Now, here are your hosts, Tim Dennis and Brian Hewitt. And welcome to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We're broadcasting from Tiny Palooza at the Lincoln Phil Station in Snellville, Georgia. Another beer fest for us, Brian. Another beer fest. This yeah. week we're going to have a variety of guests on here. We're going to talk to the guys from Alcove Brewing. We're going to talk to the Southern Brewing Company. Maybe a couple surprise guests. Maybe a surprise guest right now in this segment, Brian. Ooh. So I'm Tim Dennis, and with me as always is my good friend and co-host, Brian Hewitt. Greetings, Tim. So joining us today, as you said, we have Joe Paul and Cody Winters, the co-founders of Alcovey Brewing Company, and Brian Roth, one of the founders of Southern Brewing Company. Of course, it wouldn't be Tiny Palooza if we didn't talk to Tiny McLennan, the esteemed host of this event. But we also right now have with us Caroline King, one of the co-hosts of a podcast about beer, Tim. Dare she I say is. the name? I'm going to say it, and then we're going to censor it in post. <laughs> Are we? She's with the Beer Podcast. Again, that is beer podcast and we'll put a link to that in the show notes sure but i bet people can figure it out yeah <laughs> caroline thanks for joining us today thank you so much for having absolutely. me absolutely and again beer podcast we're gonna let you tell folks what that is all about yeah so we started exactly one year ago um and what we do is we focus on women in the beer industry i initially started the podcast because i wanted to learn more about beer but didn't really feel like beer kind of spoke to me there were you know pretty much all the stuff out there is done by dudes which no big deal like dudes are great but um what we've done is we speak to women who are brewmasters who are sales managers who are taproom managers and they explain the world of beer to us in a voice that we can appreciate and understand and just uh it's been amazing it's been absolutely incredible the beer industry has just really embraced us ever since we got started and we're having a great time that's good stuff so do you find is it easier for you to talk beer woman to woman than it is talking to a guy do you do you feel that's a little easier you know um you know we've met some amazing men you guys are included i was telling you guys yeah, earlier y'all are like we're, our, we're fantastic oh we love y'all y'all are like our big brothers y'all have been so great to us um but you know i feel like initially with women women kind of can um kind of talk about beer in a way that um not that guys mansplain all the time but that is something we get i i mean ashley and i we had an experience a couple weeks ago i won't say which brewery but we went to a brewery and the head brewer kept talking to our sound engineer the whole time didn't even make eye contact with with us did you know we we're the host of the beer podcast and he kept looking directly at our sound engineer who's a guy and telling us about the beer and we're like we're right here and it's and and you know it's not anything intentional at all but it's just that little that little thing that you know sometimes pe people don't always think about you know um, well that's our creative producer becky smalls has <laughs> experienced this before she yes. has i know that uh smalls went to a restaurant one time 
And the, the restaurant had said, anytime you stop in, please ask to talk to us, talk mm -hmm. to the manager. So she did, and they come over to the table, and of course, they direct it to her boyfriend right away. Oh, you know, there And uh, oh, wow. we, we've been standing in groups with Smalls at breweries, and the brewers will talk to Brian and I all day and just almost not acknowledge her. We, yeah. we hate to admit that because we love to think that everything was cool and level and all that, but yes, we, we have personally seen that. Yeah, and it's nothing, you know, it's nothing intentional. People don't realize they're doing it and that's why it's so important for us to be in the beer industry is to let people know that there are amazing women in the beer industry there are amazing women that love beer and enjoy beer and you know if you cut off women from your conversation you're cutting off like the majority of your purchasers so you know it's just something to remind people of yeah in, in, in certain parts of the country actually women out uh, outpace men in terms of beer purchases like yeah. I think Oregon and Washington some parts of the West Coast some some states randomly it, it, it varies but it's often very close so it's a huge portion of the beer consuming populace. They're women. You know, yeah. you have to actually in engage them and involve them in what's going on. Yeah. Everybody should be welcome in yeah, craft beer. Indeed. Everybody. It's a wonderful beverage. It, it's a community. I mean, look at the group out here today amazing. of all these amazing people having a good time and enjoying this festival. Uh, it, and it is good to see a very diverse crowd at so these diverse. beer fest and that. So it's really cool. And you guys, congratulations. You just celebrated your one year anniversary. Thank recently, you. Right? It was yeah. so much fun. Shout out to Arches Brewing. They absolutely, Ashley Henry over there, she hooked us up. She did this amazing party for us, and we had so much fun. We had amazing people show up. Um, just seeing after just one year in the industry how many people just, like, really rallied around us, even if they didn't show up to the event. We had people sending us messages and text messages and shouting us out on Instagram. It was just amazing support for the, from the entire beer community. It was Very great. Cool. We were really awesome proud stuff. of that. Congratulations. Thank yeah, you. Congrats. Thank you. Brian, we're going to get crazy. We're mixing things up this week. Brian, uh -oh. what are our beers of the week? Crack open a cold one. It's the Truck and Tap Beer of the Week. Craft beer and food trucks in downtown Woodstock. Truckandtap.com. So the beers of the week are really what I've run around while we were getting ready to do the show and consumed in preparation for the show. So I started off with a Southern Brewing Company, Maui OPP IPA. So I followed that up with a Good Word slash Carolina Bauerhouse Perp Milkshake IPA, which was Indeed, perp or purple. Um, followed that up with an Alcovi Tropical Pale Ale because we'll Ooh. be talking to them later. That's what I'm drinking right now. It's delicious. Good stuff. Nice. Good, nice. good. Had to get the, that Mazert Got No Dime Barley Wine because I like barley wines and it's Mazert. So, and oh, the fa probably my favorite beer so far, the uh, Atlanta Brewing Company Lincoln Field Station collab, the Barrel Aged Pecan Pie Stout, Tim. That was delicious. Oh, I enjoyed that, that one a lot. Absolutely. I also enjoyed... The Cherry Street Lincoln Fill Station collaboration, which was the Shirewood Barley Wine. Oh, yes. Yeah, which yeah. Which was really, really good. That's quite and, nice. Uh, I saw another one that I've just gotten into the last couple of weeks that I want to get into some more is Monday Night's Fistful of Cake. Oh, my God. It's so good. That is so good. Oh, it's so good. I'm looking forward to that one a lot. Carolyn, any here that you're really looking forward to getting into today? Any of the beers? Yes. Oh, gosh. Okay, so I did already have the Dogfish Head, the 18 percenter. That was really great. Um, oh, the three taverns, the cream, um, the cream sour. That's really good. Cream it's, weaver. Yes, Is cream weaver. Cream weaver. Oh my god, it tastes like key lime pie. It's so good. And I'm gonna have some more of that pecan stout from ABC. That's yeah, I'm gonna have more of that. Um, but yeah, I'm just looking forward to just trying as much as I can, and you know, 
balancing that fine line of trying a lot of beer and not puking. So responsibility <laughs> and fun, such a tricky balance. I had my Chick Fil A before I came out here to there line my stomach. And nice, <laughs> nicely done. There's that Ale Smith. There's a uh, the Hawaiian. Uh, oh, I can't remember. Hawaiian what it is. Speedway. Hi, Hawaiian Ooh. Speedway. That's the one. I I keep seeing that. And I'm like, I'm gonna get that, and then I get distracted by something else and go get that instead. There are a lot of options here. It's a it's an impressive list of beer. And there's always a few surprises that pop up. You know, the oh, third, sure. they've got a bottle popping thing that they do. I think every 15 minutes. Yeah. It's a different beer. And Tiny Palooza, for those of you who are not in the Atlanta area or, or Snellville, Georgia, it's a beer bar, bottle shop, cigar shop, hangout, cool spot. And All this of the is above. Tiny Palooza 4.5. Uh, in order to work with the weather a little bit better, they actually do their. Uh, anniversary at the half year point and brian i'm dodging basketballs right now i know people are throwing basketballs at us right now (laughs) we are set up at this festival next to a basketball beer pong competition and uh, we've been dodging a little bit yeah. today so you got to duck and dodge. and it's gotten worse since we started recording they, they've been nailing the tent they've been nailing the table you mean yeah. it's, it's well, just that's, insane i think people are getting more drinks in them now that's yeah, true they're getting that braver. yes so they you know before long they may just throw them directly at us they might they might, they might. extra points there so. it's a good thing i'm wearing my helmet tim yes as you should it's probably best for you but in radio nobody can prove that i'm not <laughs> that you're right yeah and uh so yeah tiny palooza lincoln fill station is a great spot they do this once a year with a really amazing beer list and we've just got a lot of cool stuff going on and enjoying a lot of great beers talk to some cool people brian indeed it's it's been great i i enjoy it i think this is a, this is always fun it's it's a uh, never super crowded either it's a nice laid-back atmosphere you can go for the crazy every 15 minutes the canteons and all the fun stuff that they're opening up or you can just kind of you know laze about kind of stroll from place casual, to place and nothing casual is, no lines really except yeah. for the apparently the burger place over there but uh, no lines other than that it is lively but uncrowded correct <laughs> yes lively but uncrowded it's a good time man we've had it we've been here the last four years since yeah. beer guys radio has been a thing we've been at this event every year so it's a good I think time we've been to all of them right that's every one that that's been well the four and a half threw me off if it had just been yeah. four so i don't know was there a half so is it one and a half two and a half three and a half four and a half because if it is then we've been to every one that's possible we'll, we'll, we'll have find to ask that out tiny. we'll yeah. figure it out yeah. yeah you're listening to the beer guys radio show we do need to take a break but we'll be back very soon with more from tiny palooza It's Brian and Tim, the beer guys. If you're like us, no lunch or dinner is complete without a pint or two of craft beer. Which is why Truck and Tap in downtown Woodstock and Alpharetta are always on our list. Tim, why do they call it Truck and Tap? Well, the tap part is easy, Brian. They've got 18 of them. As for the truck part, that's where it gets interesting. Truck and Tap features your favorite Atlanta area food trucks daily, so that way you're getting a different menu every day. Truck and Tap in downtown Woodstock, Alpharetta, and coming soon to Duluth in 2018. Truckandtap.com. Let them know that the beer guys sent you. As a brewery owner or taproom manager, are you looking for ways to enhance your customer experience while maximizing your revenues? Craft Cellar is a mobile solution that helps your brewery drive sales and attract new customers through online pre-sales for beer releases, events, and memberships. Get details now at craftseller.com. Mention Beer Guys Radio after sign-up and extend your free trial to a full 30 days. Remember, craftseller.com, C-R-A-F-T-C-E-L-L-R.com. Follow 
follow the beer guys on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Next Friday is Hawaiian Shirt Day. So, you know, if you want to, go ahead and uh, wear a Hawaiian shirt and jeans. Now, back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. Welcome back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. If you missed an episode, don't worry. All episodes are available as a podcast. Subscribe on your favorite podcasting app and never miss a show. We're talking to Brian Roth from Southern Brewing Company now. Brian, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing really well. I appreciate it. Thanks. Good. How are you guys today? We're doing great, man. It's a gorgeous day out here. So this is our fourth year, you know, doing the Tiny Palooza. And uh, it's been very, very windy every yeah. year before and our tent is not blowing away today which is, which is nice that's very fantastic. nice but uh gorgeous day for a beer fest isn't it oh it's uh, I, you couldn't ask for better weather right now and it i feel like one of the better uh beer fests in the entire eastern half it of the is. united states it, and you know i think it's still underrated it is I, very I don't underrated. Think, uh, I don't think a lot of people know just yet that this is, that this exists. And Tiny Palooza is a great festival, you know. Uh, I think especially in Georgia, people may not think coming out to a bottle shop oh, yeah. for a festival, but they they crank it out here. They do really I, nice. And I feel like it's a brewers festival, right? Like everyone comes oh, out yeah. here, you get a chance to talk to a lot of people that are in the in the industry. So it's this great conglomeration of people hanging out. So it's a good time, man. What are you pouring at the fest today? Yeah. Uh, we got a, a bunch of great stuff going on over there, some collaborative uh, items. We've got a fruited version, basically, of Maui that we've got going on, which has been fantastic. Um, and then I'd have to get with John on the other two. I think it's like OPP, is that right? OPP Maui? That's the OPP a, Maui, is the uh, fruited Maui. Okay. So that was um, papaya mango, okay. um, which is weird, right? Because when you're making beer and you put a bunch of fruit on it so let's say we're in maui and we're out of secondary we, we throw a bunch of fruit juice on it and then all of a sudden it's drinking overly sweet and fruity so we run it through a secondary fermentation so it was neat to be able to try that beer sure understand where the concept was you know working with these guys on the collaboration and then letting it dry out a little bit retaining a lot of those characteristics that you want um and then losing kind of that sugar quality because otherwise it would just drink like an overly sweet fruit juice sure um and you lose the hop character Is, isn't that the end thing right now <laughs> it is an end thing. hazy a little orange juicy looking sure, right sure. yeah speaking of orange juice there uh, reportedly and i haven't seen it yet the uh, blood orange dry hop footer beer oh yeah no that's absolutely fantastic yeah that's i i'm i'm very much a fan of your your whole footer line uh is it do you still call it the southern woodpile is that right we do and we're you know, it, it's it's tough on that side because there's a lot of education involved in trying to get people to drink sour and complex beers. And I feel like other parts of the United States are a little more advanced from like the general population standpoint. So we've done a good job in Athens of doing a lot of education. And I, I feel like the traction that's kind of being pulled out of that's been good. And then the collaborations we're doing here and with places like the Porter in Atlanta um, are really kind of pushing that. And that's been fantastic. So. The stock we've got right now is great. The the science that we've been doing behind it's been really solid. So we've been working with those guys. You know, fortunately for us, there was a, we don't know yet if it's a pop-up or a permanent location, but Wicked Weed was going to put kind of a funkatorium type thing in Atlanta. Yeah. And we're really lucky because they said they're going to be bringing sour <laughs> beers to Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. So, and I don't know, I don't know if Orpheus or Monday Night Brewing or Good Word or any of these other guys that have already been doing sour beers are aware of that, but Wicked weed is bringing it so yeah when i when i think that's fantastic right like a rising tide is going to raise all ships and knowing all of the other local guys and what a great job they've been doing on that side anyway i mean i couldn't say enough great things about orpheus monday night and todd and the guys over at goodward they're doing 
epic beers and doing them doing them well in, in the way that you would want them to be done um not just kettle soured stuff kind of rushed right. and thrown into packaging which yeah is, i mean i know jason pellet there at orpheus we've we've known jason since before the brewery opened sure yeah and he just did an mt3 method uh traditional, traditional three-year three, blend yep. of stuff that he had when he opened his brewery up there's yeah, some cool stuff happening it's super in cool. and so we we will actually release ours this fall so we're on our fourth year of cool shipping basically on our property in the backyard um which is good so which and that's exciting rather we went to jester king's uh spawn release um a while back uh learned a bunch talking to garrett and the guys down there we had already been doing some cool ship uh stock um and kind of adding on to it every year but that's that's such a cool process and the more people know about that and the more people that do that i feel like that's going to elevate that category basically absolutely sure. absolutely yeah. you know speaking we talked some of collaborations and i got to throw this in here brian you do yes we recently released a collaboration with you guys along with our friends from reddit atl beer the coolest beer forum around Heck yeah and uh, i tell you what i'll let you talk a little bit about what the beer was we did with you there yeah so tastefully edgy i think ended up being a fantastic process so kind of a one-off barrel um aged on peaches and just the concept i think all the way around like bringing folks in really kind of the beginning of playing around with doing collaborations with an outside community in right. that sense not you know, a we brewer were, kind of folks right? well yeah. i mean we even with brewers but we haven't done a lot of sour collaborations outside of the folks at um the porter for the most part so that's always been a an area where we've kind of got an idea of which direction we want to go into but being a collaborative fellow, I always like how people come in and push you to do different things. So sure. I feel like the best part of that collaboration is this community sense where everyone gets together, they kind of get an idea. You've all got to kind of placate the entire group. So you move in the direction that the group goes in. And it might not be the direction that any individual would have gone into, but it makes you kind of go into some uncharted territory. And I feel like that beer, fantastic. It is. And, and for even those- the naming. Right, the even the, the label, the sure, name, everything. <laughs> and even some of us had brewed a good bit before coming there, but we had some guys that were new to it. So it's a super educational process. You know, we did a, I think it was a Blondell base. Yeah, I believe fermented, so. Fermented, open fermented in a barrel, you know, oak barrel. I think then, it was a white wine barrel, yeah? Well, it was aged in a white wine barrel. I don't oh, know aged, if the fermentation. Okay. Okay. And then uh, reconditioned on the apricots and peaches. So there's a lot of... A lot of cool process in this beer for you to learn to educate you about it. Oh, 100 percent, and and a lot. I feel like everybody on all sides kind of learned and picked up out of that. So it it kind of goes back to talking about taking a beer like Maui and throwing a bunch of fruit on it um, on the fermentation side and having to go back and referment it. You know, sometimes when you throw fruit, and especially on that, when you start off with a raw ingredient, not sour, and you know the direction you want to go into, and we had a lot of conversation on the backside of that where we had to keep tasting the barrel and say, we, we don't feel like it's there yet, let's give it a little more time, or, you know, we feel like this is the exact right time, and then get people to try that and agree. Like, that was a, that was a good kind of a benchmark for us, I think, in that situation. So I think we can't not bring up something that we've seen teased on social media. Something is happening in Monroe. Is that right? What what's, What is that? What's going on there? So we, we're uh, lucky enough, the city of Monroe reached out to us and said, hey, we would love to get Southern Brewing Company in Monroe, which wasn't really on our radar. It was an idea that right when they first mentioned it, we didn't really know how we felt about it until we went down to the city and kind of talked to them. But what I like about the city of Monroe specifically 
is when you look at how the laws have had to change over Georgia in a period of time, and you look at what Terrapin had to go through being in the first brewery in Athens or other places that you're the first brewery, there's a lot that you have to do to change the local establishment uh, to, to understand what you're doing and to not see it as something bad. Monroe actually was very proactive and went out and looked at every city in the state of Georgia that had cool beer laws and adopted pretty much everybody else's laws. So it's actually one of the best towns in the state of Georgia right now for a brewer. So they have an open container law that allows you to walk within a six block radius, um, which is fantastic. So very enticing. Now, the main question I have here about this is where in the world is Monroe, Georgia? <laughs> it's on this same road that we're on right now. Okay. It's uh, halfway between Athens, Georgia and Atlanta, Georgia. Okay. All so, right, cool. But that's a that's kind of splitting the difference between Athens and, uh, and Atlanta a little bit too. Sure. Are and you, it made a little more sense, I think, from that reason. But the people who have the space that we're going to go into, I think what happened was it just turned into a giant collaboration, not just with the people that own the space, but Monroe, Georgia in general. So they've been very, um, I don't know, generous, I guess would be the best way to describe it, with uh, helping us out and kind of navigating us through those waters. We should be open sometime in July in the, it's a gorgeous old horse stable in the middle of... Um, Monroe, Georgia. Full tap time. room and production yeah. and everything. Yeah, and they're shooting a lot of film stuff down there on the Hollywood side, and they do a live concert series every week on Friday starting in April through the early fall, so that's kind of cool, too. Brian, thank you so much for joining us, man. We always love talking to you. We love I Southern really Brewing Company. We love you guys, and thank you all for everything that you've done for the industry. It's been Absolutely, fantastic. man. Thanks. You have Enjoy the rest of the fest. Cheers. Cheers. Have a great day. Thanks. You're listening to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We do need to take a break, but we'll be back very soon to talk more from Tiny Palooza. Is your brewery or restaurant flooring looking a little worse for wear? Your foundation needs to be protected from heat, chemicals, and other contaminants. At the same time, you need something slip-resistant yet cleanable with soap and water. ResTech has been manufacturing poured-in-place flooring since 2002 and offers a variety of solutions for your facility's needs. If your floor needs a little TLC, stop by our booth at the Craft Brewers Conference in Denver or visit our website at ResTech.net. That's R-E-S-T-E-K.net. Craft beer forged with a reverence for tradition and new styles that start a revolution. Ironmonger Brewing. The brewers at Ironmonger Brewing pride themselves at being masters of barrel-aged, hoppy, and sour beers. They invite you to their tap room in Marietta, Georgia to taste and see. Also visit their barrel room for an intimate drinking experience with great live entertainment. Keep up to date on all things Ironmonger by liking them on Facebook. Ironmonger Brewing, establishing a new standard in craft beer. the beer guys on facebook twitter and instagram well i'm sure i'd feel much worse if i weren't under such heavy sedation now back to the beer guys radio show welcome back to the beer guys radio show if you enjoy the show please consider supporting us on patreon just go to patreon.com slash beer guys patrons can get some cool perks like beer guys swag and commercial free episodes now let's talk to the organizer of tiny palooza the one the only tiny mclennan and we also have jp here the uh the beer ranger the local beer ranger for new belgium so we're going to talk to both these guys tim guys thanks for joining us thank you thank you yeah tiny congrats on four and a half years unbelievable isn't it yeah so we had a little debate was 1.5 was that the first tiny palooza 
2.5 okay. was the first Tiny Palooza. So we had our anniversary, which is technically July 4th. But to do this on July 4th would be, would be uh, difficult. Oh, not hot. a good idea. So hot. Terrible. So we did our first anniversary. Then we skipped our second anniversary, and, but then did 2.5. Okay. Um, which was coincided with my 50th birthday. So oh, that's right. why it was called Tiny Palooza. And then we never thought Tiny Palooza was going to stick. We just thought it was like a one-time hit, and that was it. But everyone kept asking, well, what's up with Tiny Palooza? What's up with Tiny Palooza? So we didn't want to jinx ourselves, so we kept it. That Keep name. it going then, Keep right? Keep it going yeah. until no, this, no I think we've up. been at every one. This yeah. is four years so. for us, have, so we've been, been here. You've Good been stuff, to man. every single one. You guys, this yeah. was your first... Out of studio it, broadcast. Well, our first lo- yep. We were first location. At, right? at that time, we were on uh, 920 here in Atlanta, the radio station, and uh, that was our first live broadcast. We were live on the air there, so that was uh, a knuckle biter of a time. Because at the time, I had been doing a radio for a total of like four months, and then you know we pre-recorded all of the earlier shows. So we're like, let's do it, trial by fire. Let's get out. It's a live and show. And it was perfect. Good, yeah. good. I, we lucked out on that one, man. We you, did it. Through, you did good. So. Yeah. No and, one would have known it was four months. And I can I can see why people would keep call, calling for it to come back. I know from the very first one, or I, I think I've been to all of them too. I wasn't even with the show at that point in time. I came in here and I'm like, this was a really really good beer fest. I don't, you know, everybody should be here. Once they learn about it, mm-hmm. everybody will be here. And you know, it it does get busy here, but it never gets slammed like some of the no, other it's... festivals do. And I, seriously, one of my my favorites. That I happens appreciate every that. Year. I mean, absolutely. We, we, we don't want it where people have to wait 20, 30 minutes for a drink. Um, and that never seems to happen, which is nice. We've kind of spread it out over the parking lot. We have a big area to to utilize. Um, and it works out well. I mean, it, it, we just try to get really good beer that people haven't had before. And JP brings us beer that, you know, there's yeah. one keg in the entire state. So that's a draw for little old Snellville, Georgia. How about that? And what What's yeah, the what one beer? keg beer that's here? So we did a uh, beer using PX sherry barrels. So we took our Lafali, We aged it in uh, Pedro Jimenez sherry bar- barrels. And then added some Tahitian vanilla bean, and it's also on nitro. So it's the only keg that came here to Georgia. Um, I think we got like one case total that came to Georgia too. So really, really rare. Very good beer. Well chasing stuff, right? Yeah, chasing wells here. Definitely as well chasing. You know, it's unbelievable. And I have to comment that this is, I think, the 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 best smelling beer festival that I go to. The aroma of cigar smoke has been constant, and I'm just in love with that. (laughs) I walked in, I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. It's it's definitely encouraged. Burning the Oliva Milanios a lot here, and other Oliva goods. So I think that's what you've you've been uh, had them here every every single time. Every single time, they they request and ask to come back, which is nice to have. Oh, yeah. Well, we don't chase anybody down, and the cigar guys goes, when is the next Tiny Palooza? We want to put it in our calendar now. Yeah. We want to make sure we're there. Like, here we go. So it's great. Because we do a lot of beer fests that are inside, yeah. and then I think the ones that we have done outside are are not are non-smoking. I believe so, So yeah. you can't, this is the only fest you got to take advantage of, of why you can, Brian. This is the only time you can be on the air 
smoking a cigar. Allowed and encouraged. And encouraged, yeah. Allowed and encouraged, the big part there. I got several texts from Brian, like, are we going to be close to the cigar tent? Can we be close to the cigar tent? Absolutely, brother. Can you set us up inside the cigar tent? How many ashtrays can we get? Yeah, exactly. Now, you know what? You have partnered with Owen Ogletree of Brutopia Events. You're giving away a pretty insane prize here today, aren't you? We are. So everyone who enters gets a chance to go on a trip with my Brad and I. We're both going to Belgium in October on an Owen trip, and we're raffling off that trip to go with us. Um, You can buy more raffle tickets to get a chance, you know, better your odds. Um, but I think it's in Oct- the second week of October. Um, everything's paid for minus airfare. You, you got to get your own airfare. You got to get there and everything else. Oh, taken I'm care. out there. Oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah. um, but yeah, it's 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 something that we want to give back to the customers. Like I said, this is technically we consider our five-year anniversary, even though it's 4.5. Um, and we just want to give back to the people that got us to this point. Now you didn't you just get back from a Spain trip? We did. This yeah. guy's and always you're going traveling. to Belgium in yeah. October. Life's rough, man. man. Life's, what the heck? Life's so terrible. How was the scene there in Spain? How was the it? Was, be, it was was unbelievable. I mean, I didn't. I had never been to Spain. I didn't know what to expect. Beer scene was unbelievable. It was really, really more than what I expected. Just beer scene. The scenery was out of this world. Oh I mean, yeah. You know, you know, just the ocean and everything else is just amazing. I mean, if I had if I had the money to retire, I'd, that'd be one of the spots I'd want to retire. What, what parts of Spain did you go to? We were in Barcelona. We were in San Sebastian. Oh yeah. Um, one other city that I can't remember. A little, but we were in between busing from one spot to the other. Owen would find this little teeny brewery that's about the size of the porta potty, you know, <laughs> and they would make these fantastic beers in the middle of nowhere. I mean, you'd look out and there'd be cows and sheep, and there'd be a little brewery. And like, oh, how in the world did you find the this? cows? Were that was the brewmaster and probably the packaging manager. <laughs> yeah, he was. I'm sure he was. Yeah, I'm sure did, he was. Did they have any hemp beers? They had no. Uh, if they did, I didn't see them. Okay, I don't know. I don't know if anybody around here does any hemp beers. JP, do yeah, you, you yeah. know anything about a hemp beer? We do, of course, <laughs> yeah. with Emperor. Yeah. yeah. And with the uh, farm bill that passed too, we're, we're changing up the recipe and being able to utilize a little bit more of the hemp plant. So uh, they're working on it in Colorado right now, and hopefully you'll be seeing a new facelift from that one. So let me tell you a story of the first time I tried hemp. Here we go. We yeah. were in uh, Arsenal Tap Room over in, uh, uh, is that Augusta? Is Arsenal Augusta? I think, I think that's Augusta. I think it's a, yeah, we did. So. so our... Our journey in 2018 was we visited every brewery and brew pub in the state of Georgia. So I forget exactly, but I think our arsenal is in Augusta. But so they had it on the menu there, the hamper. We order it. They bring it over, open it next to you and pour it. Within maybe two minutes, people on the entire other side of the bar, oh, somebody got a hamper. Somebody got a hamper. So if you like intense, dank, if you like the smell of weed, that's it. Get you a hamper, right? Indeed. We used to, uh, when I would sample it at like restaurants and stuff, you'd see like the whole kitchen staff come out from the back, like, whoa, who's got, what is that? Right. It's just a beer. It's just a beer. (laughs) When we tapped it here, Literally, we had three couples walk in and then walk back out because they had no idea what they had walked into, no. just from the smell. Oh, oh we're in the wrong, the wrong kind of bar. Yeah, like, oh, this, <laughs> I thought we were in snow. Though. Hey, you're putting something like... else in the cigars. <laughs> so you said you're retooling that beer. Will there be an expansion of more beers using the uh, the, the compounds of the hemp? Um, we'll see. Definitely. Uh, we worked really closely with uh, Willie Nelson's um, group 
with the whole hemp. Nice. Average, <laughs> yeah, all that good stuff. So um, all the stuff that we came out with, the hats, T-shirts, everything was made from hemp when we oh, launched okay. Emperor 2. So uh, we were really trying to push along the sustainability of hemp. And uh, you maybe, yeah, it might be something that we see further down the line of making an extension with. So you've got uh, another thing that I saw recently. You've got people voting on a new Voodoo Ranger. Is yes. that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Voodoo Ranger is on fire, and uh, we have did a new rotation series that we have out with Liquid Paradise being the one out right now. Then Jucifer will be coming up in another Jucifer. couple of weeks. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, the third one this year will be Voter's Choice. So right now you can go online and vote from our website. And one of them, is, I believe, is like a grapefruit um, citra. IPA, which has like a um, Star Wars theme to it, and the other one is an Avengers theme one, and it's a pineapple IPA that we're doing. So that sounds yeah. like my jam. There, that sounds like that. that sounds real. Both of those sound good yeah. to me. Yeah. JP, Tiny, thank you so much for joining us. Tiny, congrats on your anniversary and another thank great you festival. Guys. We appreciate you joining us. You guys today. are always welcome. You know that. Thanks, thank sir. You. We appreciate always. that. Cheers, guys. Cheers. You're listening to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We do need to take a break, but we'll be back very soon to talk more from Tiny Palooza. Is your brewery or restaurant flooring looking a little worse for wear? Your foundation needs to be protected from heat, chemicals, and other contaminants. At the same time, you need something slip-resistant yet cleanable with soap and water. ResTech has been manufacturing poured-in-place flooring since 2002 and offers a variety of solutions for your facility's needs. If your floor needs a little TLC, stop by our booth at the Craft Brewers Conference in Denver or visit our website at ResTech.net. That's R-E-S-T-E-K.net. It's Brian and Tim, the beer guys. If you're like us, no lunch or dinner is complete without a pint or two of craft beer. Which is why Truck and Tap in downtown Woodstock and Alpharetta are always on our list. Tim, why do they call it Truck and Tap? Well, the tap part is easy, Brian. They've got 18 of them. As for the truck part, that's where it gets interesting. Truck and Tap features your favorite Atlanta area food trucks daily, so that way you're getting a different menu every day. Truck and Tap in downtown Woodstock, Alpharetta, and coming soon to Duluth in 2018. Truckandtap.com. Let them know that the beer guys sent you. the beer guys on facebook twitter and instagram you passed out cigarettes for a smokeathon on earth day you installed speed bumps on the handicapped ramp and most recently you dumped a hundred pounds of meat on a peaceful vegan protest oh come on that was way more than a hundred pounds now back to the beer guys radio show Welcome back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. I want to give a quick shout-out to one of our great radio affiliates, Real Talk 93.3 FM in Tallahassee, Florida. Catch Beer Guys Radio on Real Talk 93.3 every Saturday at 5 p.m. Eastern. Now we're talking to Joe, Paul, and Cody Winters, the co-founders of Alcovi Brewing Company. Guys, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for so, having us. Uh, Alcovi, you, you've done... Uh, Tiny Palooza at least a couple of times. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, this is our third year at uh, Tiny Palooza. We had a, uh, a beer a couple of years ago called Tiny's Reserve. Uh, it was a big old barley wine, and it was real popular inside. And then last year we had, uh, I guess, six beers on tap. Uh, we had a little rotation going, and then this year we have four, four beers going. Very uh, cool, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Now, can you tell me about Alcovi Brewing? Uh, Alcovi Brewing has been going since 2012. Um and uh, it's a something that we started um, 
totally on our own and Cody started brewing and uh, I just kind of joined in with it and uh, we've been in Loganville and um, I mean I don't know we have cool friends we collaborate a lot um, and uh, we get to come to Tiny Palooza and Atlanta Cascale Tasting and uh, Classic City Beer Fest and outside of those things uh, you won't see us. Yeah, okay. how do you work right. that out? That's that's a really impressive list of events to get into. Uh, you have to impress the right people for okay. sure. I mean, and I mean, I don't know. That sounds ridiculous. You just have to, you know, right place at the right time. And you know, Owen Ogletree or Tiny or Brad walks up and tastes your beer and says, "Man, that is that is good." And uh, and and then you get to you know you get to participate, and uh, that's been pretty awesome for us. And we've been really fortunate that they've been so generous to us, and we try to give them as much credit as we can. Uh, Tiny and Brad are just amazing, letting us be here, and it's just been really fun. Very good, guys. Now you're gypsy brewing right now, is that right? Absolutely. Who do you brew with? Is, is it, I got an I got a look, man. Yeah. Is this super? Is this super secret information? You, right you now? could call it the uh, we're the underground brewing. The company. underground, okay. A lot a lot more collaborations, I think. Collaborations, but you're looking to go gypsy, right? Yeah, you're, we're you're definitely. So gypsy process. would be the next step. Okay. Yeah. Uh, right. yeah, I guess the next step for for Alcovey Brewing is to really have some skin in the game, and uh, more so than than we do right now. I mean, right now we we pay for everything ourselves, and we do everything ourselves, and we do all the marketing ourselves, and and all of that. I mean, we pay for it out of our own pocket. It, but um, you know, the next step is to actually look for some return on that and uh, and try to do uh, some contract brewing. And so, in the next twelve months, that's really our big goal is to do some contract brewing and maybe get some stickers so you can put them on your that's stickers. Stickers twenty twenty. <laughs> that's stickers twenty twenty. We, we contract gave these brewing. guys. We're, we're definitely the slow burn. Uh, the Slow Burn Brewery, because we've been around for a while, and we've been brewing for a while, and we've been sharing our beer for a long time, and, uh, you know, one day, we might make money off of it, and that'd be cool. So the Gypsy Brewing is, is that a step on the, the road to your own brewery and tap room, or are you are you thinking Gypsy Brewing is kind of your goal, your destination? I think that's a big step. For us, um, we looked at doing at just opening the straight up opening the brewery, and um, you know, really the cost on the front end for us. You know, uh, we're both we're both dads. We're full time job guys, and and just trying to brew, you know, forty hours a week and work forty hours a week was not going to work. It's tough, yeah. yeah. And uh, it, it just wasn't going to happen, and and especially for the return that we were looking at uh, with the with the setup that we we had kind of going. Um, so eventually. Uh, you know, hopefully we'll we'll move into gypsy brewing, and then from there we'll be able to open big enough that we can do it full time, and uh, and go 100%. There's a small brew pub in Canton, Georgia, called Green Line Brews, and uh, we went up there one time. We met the owner, and we're talking to him. And what Green Line basically is was a homebrew club, a few buddies that brewed at uh, one guy's house, and the wife told the husband that the brewing was getting too big. He had to get the heck out of there, and he found a great deal on a small building. And he's like, <laughs> so he turned his homebrew club into a brew pub. And he's like, we all work full time jobs, so we brew when we get a chance. We may run out of beer, and we don't care. We'll keep other guest taps on, and uh, that was it. It was just an extension of his homebrewing and a hobby. And he admitted he's like, I'm just doing this because I enjoy it. You know, I'm not looking to get rich or make a killing. We just got a cool spot to hang out, brew beer, and have a good time. So. I think that's definitely the way that we view it. And, uh, you know, with, with the guys that we brewed with in the past and the guys that we consider to be our good friends, uh, Southern Brewing, uh, Slow Pour, and some guys like 
that you know we we would love to brew with them on a more official basis um and and really set that up but that that's totally on us we have to pursue that more um to make it happen and uh so contract brewing is the next step and hopefully we'll be full-on brewing uh in the next you know few years so cody we'll get you talking here a little bit how, how did you guys meet i know you your your uh joe is pretty much like the the vocal mouthpiece for the yeah, the alcovey but uh get your uh, your take on it how do yeah, you guys meet most definitely uh, our wives were, were good friends growing up and like joe said seven eight years ago we, we started hanging out just as families and i had a uh appreciation for craft beer that i started sharing with joe and my, my cousin kind of inspired me a little bit to, to get into the brewing world i had brewed a number of times with him and and we picked up brewing joe started brewing with me and it's you know I, i'm an engineer by trade so Half the fun for me is building the system and, and building the recipes, and, and it's just kind of grown and evolved into this monster of a homebrew obsession that, that we share together. And, and you know, we've, we've gone from in late 2012, just extract brewing, to now in 2019, we're, we're here at our third festival. We've won a number of awards, and it's just been a good time. I mean, we, we started out like drinking Miller Lite, hanging out on his in-laws patio together because we were both living with our in-laws straight out of college and now I mean we're best friends we're like brothers and uh you know I mean you know it's just uh beer has been this huge this huge part of our relationship and um that and our love of the outdoors has really uh led to this this big thing for us and uh we just love it we just hang out have a good time do you guys have any certain styles that you like to focus on or a bit of everything what's your your outlook there a little bit of everything we we, i think have a probably a a deeper appreciation for belgians than than a lot of general home brewers Uh, we we like doing all kinds of different crazy belgian ales Uh, we we like historical beers in general Uh, we, we did a a brewing uh, a beer at Southern Brewing one time called Ernt Beer. It was kind of a lost, forgotten German style. Uh, we, we like pursuing things like that. And tell me about that one, man. Yeah, what, what is what's that? that style? I'm not familiar with that one. So Ernt Beer is this uh, beer from like way back in the day in Germany that eventually was uh, deemed illegal because it wasn't 50-50, if I'm remembering right. It wasn't 50-50 uh, with uh, wheat and barley, and it was just like this crazy lost style that we brewed and we actually brewed it for our homebrew club and we won a competition with that and then we brewed it with brian and uh and those guys over at southern and uh and got to do a little thing with that and uh so it it was just kind of our introduction into like brewing at a brewery and it was really cool and and our introduction into competition brewing and since then we brewed uh styles from you know american pale ales to german hefeweizens to belgian doubles and things like that and um most recently, we brewed a Belgian double for Atlanta Cascale tasting and one classic style for that. Yeah. That was pretty cool. And, um, you know, now we're, we're brewing here for Tiny Palooza, and we're going to be at Classic City Beer Fest. And so. So remembering back to when Tim and I used to homebrew, what is your approach to brewing? Do you start off conservative with your recipes and then tweak them? Or do you just, like me, just go kind of wild with the recipes and have somebody like Tim trying to reel you back in? Like, hang on, He's let's nail this. not an easy one to reel in No, either. no, very difficult. I would say that we are definitely more on the, like, we're big on the research side, and we will look up and look up. And, we're I mean, like, our text conversations back and forth are probably completely ridiculous and could be a book in and of themselves between you know what we're talking about doing and with the beer and all that kind of stuff and the sources and you know could we be 
will say something like, hey, I found this recipe online, and I'll say, yeah, but let's do this with it, and then we just, you know, it just kind of goes from there, and we develop the recipe on our own. Uh, you know, I don't think we've ever found a recipe that we just brewed straight up and said, let's just brew this. Uh, we've always done some tweaking to it and, and built off of it, which I think is what all homebrewers do, and anybody who does anything with, you know, consumables uh you know that's what you do you don't just make it the way it says you always got to have your own flair you got to put your own stink on it right tim (laughs) completely in your case yes in your case brian (laughs) awesome well guys thanks for joining us i think we're out of time i think we are yeah the time goes by so fast when you're having fun alcovey brewing guy if folks want to find out what's going on with you guys what's the best way to do that you can find us on facebook um or you can uh find us alcovey brewing uh alcoverbrewing.com and uh, if you want to be involved just let us know drop us a line and we will be in contact with you so appreciate it awesome guys thanks again we appreciate it well that about wraps it up for this episode of the beer guys radio show coming up next week more brew fest talk brian oh more brew fest but it will be our last one for about a month i think it's just brew fest season we're cranking out a lot of them but we were going to be at classic city brew fest in athens georgia for more craft beer info follow us online we are beer guys radio on facebook twitter and instagram thanks again for tuning in have a great week and don't forget to drink local cheers the beer guys radio show on the beer guys radio network beerguysradio.com duke's mail do you get it because only the ones that get it really get it your friends get it your mom gets it your grandma gets it your neighbors get it sometimes a dog gets it get out of there what else uh your potato salads get it blts get it tailgates get it and restaurants get it too By now, even you probably get it. So get it today. Made without any sugar since 1917, Dukes is that little southern something that makes good things better. Get Dukes. It's got twang.